fellow collectors in the hobby, welcome to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative and is a podcast about collecting sports cards. My name is Brett McGrath. I host this every week. I get up here and I share my thoughts on what is happening, not necessarily with the mainstream, although we like to jab and point fingers at times, but it's mostly about the passion behind collecting. And if you've been here for a while, you know this. If you're new to the show, welcome. Appreciate you. Have a lot of things on my mind, as I typically do before I record these episodes. I'm coming off of 24 hours of dad duty. The wife got away. Little uh, friends evening. A little hangout. I was in charge. When I'm in charge, there's a lot of snacks. There is a endless amount of cocoa melon. We're doing all the things to try to keep the attention and also minimize the outbreaks. We like to keep it nice and calm around here. And I've found, as being a father for the last 18 months, there are different things that we can do to make sure that. Our little ones don't go off the deep end. And I'll tell you this right now. I have uh, completed the level, achievement unlocked. And once my wife got home, I asked her how things were going. And I said, you know what? Now is the time where I need to isolate myself in my upstairs office slash studio at Stacking Slabs headquarters and talk about cards for a little bit. So that's why I'm here. I want to thank um, just a great brand, the unofficial sponsor for this week. And I'm really trying to get them involved unofficially for more weeks. Um, And that is the good people at Kraft, specifically the division in charge of shredded cheese, Colby Jack. Really, really good stuff. It's premium quality and has really been responsible for helping get us through the last 24 hours. It's cheese on everything. You just throw the cheese on. You can melt the cheese. You can eat it plain. You can mix it with different things. As long as the Kraft Premium Shredded uh, Colby, Colby Jack, you can do the um, just straight cheddar. You can do the Mexican Trio flavored. Whatever it is, just go pick it up. Throw it on your stuff. It'll make it better. want to thank Kraft unofficially. The thing that was getting me through the last 48 hours, I guess, would be the March Madness of it all. Watch a decent amount of college basketball. Not a ton, but a decent amount. I live in a house of a Indiana University graduate, and the basketball of it all is a big deal. As I record this, they're still playing. They got the U uh, this evening, so we'll see what happens. But just the drama of it all, the storylines, the Cinderella's, the upsets, it's been on full display. I'm watching these games and just seeing what is going to happen. And so I want to thank YouTube TV for the quad box um, feature, being able to put all the games up at once. I see the disclaimer that they're, After three years, unapologetically increasing 
the price of my subscription. I get it, inflation, we're in that time in the country, but they gave us a nice little carrot, which is, hey, we might be raising your rates, but here, check out the quad box so you can watch all of this so you don't have to flip back and forth. So that was a big win. I've also been stuck to my phone like I have the last several times that I've been recording this and the NFL free agency. I think the first couple waves are gone and we're still seeing what's going down. Always a good time to see contracts, players on the move, um, who's looking to do what, reading in between the lines, and I've been doing a lot of that. And you gotta, you gotta give some coverage, or I gotta give some coverage. It's my freaking podcast. Let me do this for a second. And we've got a new quarterback coming into town, and his name is Garner Minshew here in Indianapolis. Three point five million dollar deal. This. I loved this, okay? So I'm a big Gardner Minshew fan. Who isn't? What a character. Excited to see him on the McAfee show whenever that interview happens. Uh, but, you know, this Shane Steichen familiarity, this screams bridge quarterback, and I'm here for it. I think it's an affordable deal. You're bringing in a quarterback who gives a shit about his job and I think will uh, get a quite the fan base early. I got poked fun of by a lot of people asking when I started the Gardner Minshew PC, and I said, I sure as hell hope not anytime soon, but we will see. You never know when the passion takes over and you see a card that is of a product that you absolutely love, and then all of a sudden you're seeing this new player, and you just got to go for it. The one benefit that I will say is that his rookie cards or his most expensive stuff are in Jacksonville Jaguar wires gear, which is an immediate deterrent for me as a Colts fan. So I'm hoping that that can be the repellent for me having to go deep dive and create a mini collection of Gardner Minshew, even though he's probably going to be my quarterback for two or three starts or so. This is all speculation. I don't know shit. Although a lot of people seem to know shit when they go to Twitter, they go to their Instagram posts, and all of a sudden they're the GMs that we should be hiring. They're the pro scouts who can evaluate traits better than anyone else. That's just the world that we live in. I like to stand back and not get into the riffraff, but then I have a podcast where I can say wherever the hell I want. So that's where I'm at. Big topic that sent ripples throughout the community. And me, I'm a, I got my popcorn. I'm a spectator. I am watching what people are saying and the narratives. And that's the auctions of it all. And boy, are we getting heated up as a hobby, as a community of collectors, where finally, the not finally, but it seems like we're reading, reaching a melting point where you've got the people who are in it who are the collectors, who are been here, done that, who have just let stupidity run wild and not said much now are starting to step up to the plate and share some perspective, which I do appreciate. I love the honesty. I love the passion behind everyone's uh, takes about these cards that continue to go up into auction are just losing their value just at a rapid rate. The one I saw, and I'm going to shout out 04 Ultimate, on Instagram. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. There was a time in my hobby life where I was glued to results. I don't give a shit anymore. I really don't. But when I see stuff that like this, I got to just call it out. But 04 Ultimate decided to let us all know that there was a quite the drop off in 
Price of the 2012-2013 Anthony Davis Gold Prism. Okay, so I remember 2021, in March of 2021, where, you know, there was an auctions and several auctions and these cards, you know, there was a Kyrie, there was an Anthony Davis, there was a bunch of these cards, Damian Lillard probably, and the amount that they were going for was absurd. And this kind of like started this like bull run or this gold rush on gold prism cards. Maybe it didn't start it, but it amplified it. It was like throwing gasoline on it. And so the Anthony Davis, March 8th of 2021, sold for 181K, okay? March 1st, which is my anniversary, just celebrated nine years of happy marriage. Uh, March 1st of 2023, a few weeks ago, this card sold for $12,000. That might be the biggest decline and most absurd decline I've ever seen. So I think people are starting to take notice of this and people want to talk a little smack and be like, you know what? Like this shit should never have been this high. And I think... To me, my read on all of this is like all of the cool shit that is happening in the hobby isn't happening on the front page of the news or through these auctions. I think the mainstream narrative is like cards are falling, things are crashing. We all know that stupidity raised the rates of these things to begin with or greed, whichever way you want to look at it. But I see fearless competition for cards and the fearless competition for cards takes place in micro communities. And I posted about this and I think these are the places where passion is the catalyst that drives purchasing decisions. Nothing is manufactured. So you don't have props. You don't have gimmicks. You don't have people manipulating things. You don't have people trying to get over on other people. There's no manufacturing. It's all organic. And I think happiness can be found when we find our place in our own little micro community. So not the hobby as a whole, I'm tired of this, hobby this, hobby that. Like, don't look at it like that. The more you can look at it as what is the place in space in the mini micro community that I can go to gather information, to buy and sell, to find people who are collecting what I'm collecting, that's when we fucking find happiness. That is when we do it. And when you connect with other collectors who share in the same pursuits, the highest levels of this hobby is reached. I can tell you that right now from my own personal experience. It makes it really easy to ignore all the other mainstream bullshit that goes on on a regular basis. All the blanket statements, all the shitty content, all this stuff. When you go find your people who are collecting what you collect, it is so much fun. I think other people's stupidity doesn't have to drive the overall health of the hobby. People out at shows. There people are out at shows. People are out making the deal. I see it on all the time. Their people are happy. People are sharing personal grails. People have to want cards more than cash, and that's happening in micro communities. And it's not as evident, or likely will be an ev- as evident in places where recycled cards get flipped every other month, and the price continues to go down. And then people get up on their YouTube shows and talk about the health of the hobby. That's not what it's about. It's about passion. It is about loving cards, not having other people tell you what cards to buy. And it's just about buying the cards because you deeply want it and being a part of a community of people who you can share this fun with. I want to thank James, Upper Decks, fun conversation, loved 
hearing from a collector that was younger than me, but collected the same cards as me. I thought that was interesting. And I think, you know, we've get spun up in this collect what you like philosophy. And he talked a lot about it, but I think, I hope the context for which he shared his information on why he buys what he does and how he buys what he does came through. It came through for me. And I think I love have a hobby, a hobby, um, related individual mentioned to me the fact that he likes it um and i know he's out there listening um shout out but he mentioned to me he likes it when new characters are unlocked on this show and so do i and so i hope you enjoyed that conversation with james i have a really good one coming up this week which is somebody you all know or most of you probably know who has not been on the show and that's not intentional. It's just he doesn't do a lot of content, but we're excited to have him here. I got my man Grant Waldorf's stories. Man, I mean, he's at all the shows. His collection's ridiculous. He's got so many connections. We're going to talk about deal making, relationship building, all of the good stuff. But I'm really fired up to have Grant on. So you're going to want to check out this episode on Friday. You're going to learn something. I know I'm going to learn something. And Grant was responsible for helping facilitate or assist one of the biggest moments that I've ever had in the hobby for me personally. And I posted this card this last week, and that's the acquisition of the 2014 Prism Andrew Luck Black Finite One of One. This card that I shared and now own really exemplifies the power of the community. I think our view on the availability of cards is very limited. We say, Okay, it's whatever's on eBay or whatever's on available in Auction X or other platform, or maybe what we see on IG. It's not just that. I think there's so many collectors that are listening to this show probably that might not have an Instagram page or might not post their cards. These are people that are going out to shows that are the eyes and ears of our hobby, seeing cards at showcases. That's information that they have that me as an individual who doesn't get out much that is here and still looking for these cards when you can transfer information from someone on the ground floor who's at these shows and they share that information back to you and say this card's available that's where the rubber hits the road for me and i think there's so many benefits and i've bit i've i've got it been hitting this drum and i under i kind of understand the concern with being secretive about what you buy and collect but for me what I found always is sharing the types of cards and the players that I collect or the types of sets I collect. The more I do it on this show, the more I do it through Instagram or other channels, the better chance I have to acquire the cards that I really want to. And so the 2014 Andrew Luck Black Finite one of one was one of those dream cards that I could have ne- I had never even seen. For all I know, it could have been just stuck in a pack. But Grant saw this show, saw this card in Nashville, and messaged me, the dealer who had it. I messaged them, and we got a deal done. To me, obviously, I like Prism. A lot of us like Prism. 2014 is my favorite year of Prism. I think the design is flawless. It is, to me, the the background, the way the player pops, everything about 2014 is my everything when it comes to the Prism brand. It's my favorite player of this era, and it is a one-of-one. So... 
this whole experience of acquiring this personal grail has really reminded me a couple of the things that I just want to call out. There's two really, really important things in this hobby that we should never look past and I think are the two most important things. Number one is trust. In order to do anything in this hobby, to in order to get ahead, in order to get the cards you want, you got to be trusted. And so there's always a value that we need to, as collectors, put on our own personal reputation and our reliability and all these things that factor into trust. The more we can build trust with other collectors in the hobby, the better chance we have to sell cards when we need to or get cards when we need to. Also is information. No one talks about information. We can't gather all the information ourselves, but if you build the right relationships and you have these people out and about or checking save searches when you're not or at shows across the country when you're not, they are able to gather information that you are not. And that when you have the trust established with someone and then they share the information, then you end up with the cards that you are dreaming about. And that's what happened here. I think we don't need to have fear in sharing our cards. We should share them. And maybe you don't want to share them directly, but just share the passion. The more you share the passion, the more good stuff is going to happen. I asked the question on Instagram and I said, what's a product set or parallel you collect now because it started from a player PC? And I think I reposted everyone I could. If I missed you, I'm sorry. But so many responses on amazing sets um, that I got. And so personally, I'm investigating in some of them, some stuff I have never even heard of that I'm digging into. And for me as a collector, my personal evolution has really come from the standpoint of player collecting as the gateway into collecting sets um, or pieces of sets. And I think first and foremost, when we talk about collecting sets, it can mean many different things. You could just go collect a whole base set. You could collect a rainbow. You could collect one specific insert. You could collect parallels. You can collect Hall of Fame players. You can collect players just on your team. There's infinite ways to think about set collecting or building sets. I think the exposure that we get from player collecting and understanding what products we like can then be that gateway into this experience. And this experience I like because it feels like you're building something. And I fall in love with products and I fall in love with the communities around the products. And I got added to a chat um, this week and shout out Champ Cards um, for including me um, in, in this group chat. But the group chat is totally certified Addicts Anonymous. And he saw my Andrew Lux and my passion for this product and then included me in this chat. And there's so much passion around this set and so much information being shared. And this is me going back to micro communities. It is all about micro communities. Share the passion, share the information, share the cool cards. It's incredible. I have already made a deal since being in this group less than a week. Um, want to shout out Justin, 2014 Totally Certified Mirrors. We'll share the card when I get it, and we'll explain why I bought this card. But I love why I love I love these groups because it gets you more excited. It gets you more ready to go. It you feel like there's other people around you that dig what you dig. Um, 
I appreciated what James Upper Deck said, liking cards not everyone else likes. That is a piece of it. I like cards that other people don't like, but it's also fun when you find other people who are thinking just like you. To me, buying cards is about the design, the look and the feel. If the card doesn't make me feel something or doesn't hit that feel spot, I don't want it. Cards are too expensive. It's got to make me feel something. I love that about 2014 totally certified i love the parallel structure there's so many different things so i think this is a fun like wanted to share this because it's fun because it's a group of basketball collectors it's a group of football collectors and it's everyone just coming around the design and the aesthetic of cards and if we dig back to when we were younger and we were collecting cards we'd look at certain cards in our binders and we'd say you know what i love this card and we wouldn't think about value we would think about because it looks cool and that's what this has all made me think and feel. I want to close it out by just talking about the idea of collecting, the idea of pairing cards, the idea of continuity. Try to wrap this up in just like a personal use case to just get you thinking and get you motivated around different ways that you can pursue your own personal collection. But I really like the idea of pairing cards together. And this goes back to It can be associated with a specific set. It can be associated with different years. But I think pairing works because we as people want to feel, we as collectors want to feel like we're building something and we're contributing something in our own personal collection that actually is growing and is a project in work. It goes back to us all shitting on the opening statement from Fanatics and Michael Rubin about like this the brutal hobby experience. We all want a brutal hobby experience because we as collectors want to, we don't want it to be easy and seamless. We want to build, we want it to be hard work because the rewards and the feeling on the back end matters. We want that. And that's why I like the idea of pairing cards and building continuity. And there's so many different ways to pair cards. I've got a collection where I'm trying to pair in 2012 to 2015 products of luck and manning that I like and pairing those cards together. And uh, I just recently, like, I've been talking about loving 2014 uh, Contenders Cracked Ice as my goat cracked ice set, and I've got the luck. Well, then I saw the 2015 draft picks, and I never knew that 2015 draft picks cracked ice was actually 2014 NFL cracked ice. And then I saw a luck available in Stanford gear, and I said, well, I love the look and feel of this design. I got to get this Stanford card so I can pair these cards together. And so now I'm thinking about, okay, so where can I get Stanford luck cards that looked the same as my Colts luck cards? And how can I go about building that? I never woke up one day and said, this is what I want to do, but just exposure and this idea of building matters. And so to me, I think it's really important to not buy cards aimlessly, but to buy cards with intention. And the more we buy cards with intention, and are passionate about it, the longer we're going to stay in this hobby and the more fun we're going to have. That's just the way I'm thinking about it. And I know it varies across the board, but I'm here with this podcast and a lot of passion to share you, share with you about what is keeping me motivated and what is getting me deeper and deeper into this hobby. And I think there's so much potential. And so again, don't pay attention to what's happening on the front page of the news. That stuff is for the birds. What you need to be focusing in on, what you love, what you love to collect, who is collecting that and sharing information, building relationships and building trust. Hope you like this episode of the Stacking Slabs podcast. Got my man Grant Waldorf stories coming up on Friday. 
There's going to be a lot of fun we're going to dig into. You take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. More stacking slabs on the other side. Peace out. Peace out.